0: Coming up on Stew Does America, from covering up Joe Biden's massive border failures and staircase stumbles to having to deal with dismal ratings in a post-Trump era, the mainstream media has their work cut out for them. I'd lend them a hand to see these things through, but I don't want to. The blazes resident media critic Rob Eno is here with the latest on the media and police officers in Miami Beach opened up on maskless spring break partiers with non lethal force for breaking curfew over the weekend, which seems completely reasonable. According to the media, can't wait until it's completely reasonable to get maced in the eyeballs for entering somewhere without a mask too. (laughs) That's going to be a joy. Welcome back to a brand new week of studio's America episodes. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a great time to head over to my Instagram page at Stu does america and follow the link in the bio to watch our show completely free on your favorite platforms just remember to subscribe like rate and review all the things you know the deal i mean joe biden told you the deal you know the deal uh, or go a bit, a bit further with a Blaze TV subscription. Head over to blazetv.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew. Why? Because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And you'll save 10 bucks. The code is stew. Listen up, all you sake heads out there. I don't care if Jen did or did not say there's a crisis on the border, even though she totally did. What we need to do is be compassionate and judge her not by her words, but by her gorgeous crimson hair and piercing emerald eyes. Come on now. It's 2021. We just look at appearances, not opinions. Let's do the border crisis. Stu does America. Welcome to the border crisis. Isn't it fun? I love how this happens, you know, all the time. People have been talking about whether the border situation should be called a crisis. I know, it's really tough to tell. Conservatives say, of course, it should be called a crisis. But is that right? Press Secretary Jen Psaki let that one slip just the other day.
1: The vaccine was given where their expectations set with the Mexicans that they helped deal with the situation on the border.
0: The there have been there have there have been expectations set outside of uh, unrelated to uh, any vaccine doses or requests for them that they would be partners in dealing with the crisis on the border. Uh, the what on the border? now? The what on the border there, Jen Psaki? Mm -mm -mm. Unfortunate. But Psaki slip ups aside, should we be looking at the border situation as a crisis? This footage from Project Veritas would indicate the answer is very much yes. Project Veritas has obtained never-before-seen photographs of what it actually looks like inside this facility. Shocking images showing people wrapped up in what looks like metal foil, laying on the ground, their faces covered. Why won't the administration be honest about this? Why won't they show you these images? It's pretty powerful images. And then these photos from Axios uh, would also indicate the answer is yes. I mean, look at all these. Uh, same type of thing. In case you were uh, you were doubting Project Veritas, you can see it very clearly here from Representative Henry Cuellar and Axios. Sure looks like a crisis to me. I will say, side note here, are space blankets really effective or are they really cheap? Why do our... <laughs> Why do our governments always use space blankets? I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I'm not quite interested enough to Google it. How about the Washington Post? They had a huge report going on uh, here behind. It was basically called behind the scenes of what they call the border surge. Now, does this sound like a crisis? Quote, the Biden administration is scrambling to control the biggest surge in 20 years with the nation on pace for as many as two million migrants at the southern border this year. Okay, so that has to be a crisis, right? We are totally united in crisis talk at this point. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's step back here for a second because the, the hype is all about how big these numbers are and people are looking at, a, 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 looking at the situation as a crisis for understandable reasons. But let's step back for a second and examine our prior's for just a short time with this question. Was the launch of Popeye's Fried Chicken Sandwich a crisis? Remember back in August 2019? Oh, we were so young and so naive back then. August 2019. This is when the biggest story in America could be the release of a chicken sandwich. Remember those days? I want them back. I want those days back. The Popeye's sandwich came out and Popeye's, of course, did what a fried chicken restaurant would do. They posted about it like crazy. They promoted it like crazy. It was all over social media. They told everyone how good their sandwich was. And they gave you the very distinct impression that they wanted you to try it. And then so many people wanted to try it that lines formed around the block at some Popeyes locations. They were selling so many chicken sandwiches that it became an internet phenomenon. Eventually, they ran out of chicken sandwiches. A chicken place ran out of chicken sandwiches. How does that happen? Completely nuts, right? But was it a crisis? Setting aside the possible marketing benefits for just a second, surely, given the choice, Popeyes would have preferred to have chicken sandwiches available for everyone who wanted one. But was it a crisis? Would you call it a crisis? Of course not. Popeyes wanted you to buy their freaking chicken sandwich. And people really wanted to buy their freaking chicken sandwich. That's not a crisis from the perspective of Popeyes. Maybe for the chickens it was a crisis, but not for the definitely not from Popeyes. Yes, things got out of control a little bit, and there weren't enough chickens to bread and fry and put between a bun. Sad, sad development. Eventually, everything worked out, and the public got the message. Popeyes has a freaking chicken sandwich. You should come eat it. Sure, they would have loved if the rollout went more smoothly, but this still helped achieve their long-term goal. That's where we are with the Biden administration. Biden advertised throughout the primaries and the election that he was going to be the kinder and gentler president toward illegal immigration. He said he would never allow kids and parents to be separated from each other. He basically told people from Central America to get here quickly within the first 100 days. And the fact is, I've made it very clear. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, Mm. those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. You heard it from him, a path to citizenship. He said it so clearly. How could you possibly not understand? What other message would you take? from this if you were an illegal immigrant. The Biden administration was well aware that this was coming from the Washington Post. Quote, the situation at the border, which Biden and his advisors steadfastly refused to call a crisis, is the result of an administration that was forewarned of the coming surge, yet still ill-prepared and lacking the capacity to deal with it. They sent clear signals to the families of the illegals. Quote. The administration also took several steps, including saying it would allow unaccompanied minors into the country. Gee, I wonder where they got this crazy idea. That increased the flow of migrants and encouraged more to try their luck. There are now more than 10,000 unaccompanied migrant children in the care of the Department of Health and Human Services and 5,000 more in the care of Customs and Border Protection. Nearly twice the previous record, according to the latest figures obtained by the Washington Post. They were warned over and over and over again. They were warned not only by the outgoing Trump administration, but also by career officials who actually understood the border. Quote, Biden transition officials understood the risks as well, identifying a surge of unaccompanied minors and a dearth of shelter space exacerbated by the pandemic as the most pressing problems. Yet Biden immediately embarked on an aggressive strategy to roll back Trump administration policies. Can you call it a crisis when you do it on purpose? All of this combined to make up the mess that we have today. And it all combined to send a very obvious and clear message to any aspiring illegal immigrant who might be considering crossing the border. Do it. And that message was received loud and clear. After hearing Republicans complain about Joe Biden and how did this happen? And some Democrats
1: complain about how did this happen? So did you come here because Joe Biden was elected president? Basically. Basically. People who I spoke
0: to manage. said
1: quite clearly uh, they came because they thought Joe Biden was opening up the borders and welcoming them. Biden promised that we can trust with minors. Would you have tried to do this— when Donald Trump was president? Definitely not. Specifically, they said they wouldn't have come if Donald Trump was still
0: president. So the Biden administration really has a problem on its hand. I mean, listen to that. Biden promised we could cross the border with minors. Would we have come for Trump? Absolutely not. Biden's quiet and late pleas for people to stay home sound like the people at Popeye's telling us their chicken sandwiches would be back soon. This is not a crisis for the Biden administration. Sure, would they love to have the illegal immigrants show up a couple of months later when they were able to cross some T's and dot some I's? I'm sure they would. But Popeye's is not going to complain that much, at least when too many people wanted chicken sandwiches at the same time. And while Biden's timeline and press coverage might be a little less than desired, the end goal is there. People are rushing to the border. That happens under every president, it does. It's a real problem in the short term. But it's the stated desire of this administration and the left in general that our border means nothing in the long term. And that is the real border crisis. We've seen uh, over the past year or so um, in places like Portland and Seattle, it's actually wonderful to be homeless. You can even create your own little uh, uh, autonomous zone, which is like its own nation. You can live there with your own laws and rules. You just have to you know, be outside all the time and smell really bad. If you don't want to be outside and smell really bad, you probably need a home to live in. And I will tell you, realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to get that whole process started. Whether you want to buy a home, whether you want to sell a home, are you downsizing? Are you thinking, maybe I'm going to get rid of, maybe you're an empty nester. You're thinking, I'm going to get out. I'm going to switch. I've been meaning to do this for a while. Didn't want to do it during the pandemic. Now might be the time. I mean, the the, the markets are going crazy right now if you're selling. It's a great time to sell your home. But also, if you have a great real estate agent, it can be a great time to buy your home. I'm pretty sure uh, by now, uh, realestateagentsitrust.com handles 80% of all real estate value in the United States. 80% of all transactions. Now, that's not true, but it it seems like it should be true. So I'm just going to tell it to you. I can tell you what is true. Real Estate Agents I Trust is the place to go to get the best real estate agent in your area. Get more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, I don't know much about social media and the uh, internets, uh, but what I have heard is that people like unboxings. Uh, the unboxing is a big thing. So I've got something to unbox here today. Um, here we go, this is, uh, gonna unbox this real quick. Just I'm doing a little unboxing here. Just no, no, no waste at all on this. Just want to go through and here it is. The Andrew Cuomo Hufflebog. <laughs> <I do. laughs> Look at this, it's like a snake. Like, shed its skin all over my desk. Look how long the. This is a protected mug, and the man responsible for it is here, Robino. who is our. Uh,
1: nice. I didn't know we had left hand and right hand ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think at one point they were switched. Oh, okay. Um, so now you have. I don't know if there's both or not. I don't think you can get a choice, but. Yeah, he's okay. double awful. Uh, and I thought that was great. I got that uh, in the mail, and I was going mean, to get uh, one of the mugs. Because the other ones that had come had come from some internal source, and that was the first one I had shipped to me the way they really come. And uh-huh. I was like, I like the fact we killed like 80 trees to Tons deliver this trees mug. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the problem <laughs> is, is the mugs were like they're leading like breakage from our supplier. Oh yeah, yeah. So now they yeah they they've upped the the protection on the mugs so they're not buying new mugs.
0: Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's smart now. They're I mean there's no so way So your that mugs come break. very
1: protected now at Andrew Cuomo is awful. Well, people need to know that Andrew yeah. Cuomo
0: is awful as you know, uh, and as, um, I think America finally has figured out, so that's good.
1: Yeah, you were ahead of the curve on that one. I,
0: <laughs> one of my rare moments. Uh, I guess if you called enough people off, we'll eventually hit one. Exactly. Um, so uh, thank you for coming on, Rob. Rob, of course, is the Merchant King, but more importantly, the uh, media guru here uh, on The Blaze. And I've been fascinated by watching the media coverage, particularly at the border, because okay. here's something where we were told this competent Joe Biden administration is gonna come in, it's not gonna be chaos like this old Trump guy, he's gonna come in, Biden's gonna come in and and, and just nail this thing, freedom for all, everyone's gonna be happy. Uh, It's not been the case so far.
1: Right, because it wasn't chaos with Trump. Trump actually (laughs) controlled the border and stopped the flow. But yeah, it's it's amazing, right? So for the entirety of the Trump presidency, the leftist media used the pictures of kids in cages from the Obama administration (laughs) anytime they wrote a story about Trump's detaining of migrant children. So there were no pictures of kids in cages under Trump because my understanding is what Trump did is he had like dormitory style housing. They got to play like Xbox. Mm -hmm. They had like school. (laughs) There were three meals. They were in like old school. So they actually housed them in humane Type settings.
0: Yeah, and and of course there's going to be. I mean, like you, with an issue like this, it's very difficult to keep everybody happy and give everybody the perfect ride through the system. But I mean, I do think that they tried their best for the people that they had there to do what they could to make them comfortable. I mean, you know, other than asking them not to come. You know, once they get in here, what are you going to do? You're going to treat them like human beings. Right. And the way you do that is you don't tell
1: them, come on over like Joe Biden mm-hmm. did, even though he said that he didn't. But even the media had to say, no, no, Joe, d- during, you know, one of the debates you said, come on over if I'm yeah. elected. And you've got people today. There was a, a I forget what what program it was on. I think it was CNN or it was CBS or somebody. There was actually a a a reporter who asked a migrant, why did you come? He's like, oh, because Joe told us to come. And there. Yeah. And the, the, the reporter was
0: dumbfounded. Like, what do you mean? Like, no, he said, if I get elected, come on, over come on over. Right? right. Think of what a big deal this would be in the in the community of illegal immigrants looking to maybe come to the United States and or coyotes who are looking to recruit people to bring over to the United States. You know, Joe Biden's on record saying, come on over. This is going to be a big deal.
1: Right, but they think that their words don't matter. So, you know, I, I didn't really mean come on over. I was yeah. just, I was debating the evil Trump. Yeah. But my favorite, right, is, you know, here in Dallas County, about, what, like eight miles from here, we're going to have a nice, you know, 15 to 19-year-old teenage male, no problems there. No. Housing center. Yeah, thousands uh, that's of people. Like 3,000 or yeah. 5,000, whatever we're going to do. Mm. But the, the county judge, and I know that the, the Glenn Beck show has been trying to get, in, you know, keep them on the record and find out what they talked about. Hmm. The county judge, Clay Jenkins, mm-hmm. who, who told me that I would be arrested if I drove around and didn't have a place to go during COVID, that <laughs> guy, instead of calling it kids in cages, he called it a federal turnkey humanitarian operation that will be taking
0: place. <laughs> Wait, federal turnkey, turnkey humanitarian, humanitarian operation. operation. Wow, Donald That's Trump,
1: kids in cages, Clay Jenkins in the left in the mm-hmm. media, federal turnkey humanitarian
0: operation. Just a little FTHO. Right. That's all it is. Just an FTHO, not a crisis, not even a challenge, just right. an FTHO. I like it. And then today we got the
1: pictures of like the kids in space blankets. Yeah. Right? Like kids in cages with space blankets. So I guess it's a little bit better than the Obama administration. <laughs> they didn't have the space blankets. Right.
0: Now they got kids in cages with space blankets. Well, okay, first of all, maybe you can just answer this question because I, I don't know the answer to it. What is the deal with the space blankets? Like, it keeps are them warm. They, are they it's cheaper the than regular blankets? I think they're cheaper
1: than regular. Blankets, they are keep they more warm. effective than regular blankets? I think they don't they're look as, like I think they're as effective because they keep your heat in because they're reflective and that whole okay, thing. Okay, and it's thing. and
0: it's all like sort of, uh, they, it looks like they're just wrapped in tin foil. They look it like it does. Put, it looks you're like you're going to put them in a like toaster I, I
1: had to search those pictures. And the first place we got those pictures, right, was yeah. from James O'Keefe of Project Fairytides this morning. I am sure I didn't check Twitter, but I am sure that there were people that go, oh, those are from somewhere else. Those yeah. can't be here because they're James O'Keefe. And then like Henry Queller or whatever he is, yeah. a, a, a Democratic yeah. rep hmm. is like, oh, no, here's the pictures. And he gave him to Axios of <laughs> the kids as yeah. space blankets.
0: Yeah. Then it became real. When, then it once became Axios real. Once, once, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. I mean, I, it really is amazing to see the back and forth and see how differently they, they treat it. All these incidents are this is happening, though. Joe Biden is going up the stairs. Uh, the other day, he slips, I mean, sadly, three different times on one set of stairs. I mean, usually when you get the stairs down, it's pretty easy to go, you know, because they're all kind of, you know, the same distance apart from right. each other. So your body kind of picks up a rhythm there. Not for Joe on the particular on this particular trip up the stairs. Fell three times. And look, I, you know, look, people fall. Uh, he's an older guy. He It's harder for him to get up. I understand that everybody falls at times. But the difference in the coverage between when Trump, fell or didn't even fall, just kind of gingerly went down a ramp. That was an international incident for oh, yeah. about, about a month. This is just absolutely nothing to the media.
1: He's mentally unstable. Yeah. Donald Trump is. He's, he mm. must have some sort of dementia, which is why he can't keep his balance. That's everything they said about Trump. And Biden was like, oh, he had a fall. And today that there were reporters that said, if, I think it was MSNBC, the reporter said, if you make fun of Biden falling, you may invite an assassination attempt.
0: <laughs> that is uh, that's let just me like, see a reach yeah it's like a super <laughs> yeah, reach uh, uh, my uh. my
1: big upset thing about the weekend is that you know snl was off i just wanted chevy chase to come back yes because chevy chase used to do that with like gerald ford had like a super tripping problem like like
0: yeah like that like was worse his, than biden it's all he did on Saturday Night live was trip constantly <laughs> well, he as, would gerald trip ford. as
1: gerald ford right? yeah so i was hoping that he would come back but Unfortunately, they've been off for three weeks. And yeah, we did not get it.
0: Well, no, I don't. I don't know. Maybe we will get it in the future. I kind of doubt it. It seems like I mean, I, my impression initially would be that Chevy Chase or Lauren Michaels or some, Saturday Night Live, uh, a left-leaning show, would not want that to happen. They don't want. It, they don't see the comedy. I mean, you saw Jim Carrey's uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, impression. It was terrible. I mean, this is one of the more talented yeah. comedians that are of our generation. Guy who's obviously done $100 million movies left and right all over the place. I mean, him as Andy Kaufman is he, one of the best performances I can remember in the last 25 years. He's fantastic in that movie. And he's been good in other movies. But like... He, his Joe Biden impression was like a total throwaway because they have no, they have nothing behind it. There's no desire to make fun of Joe Biden. It's just like this thing they kind of have to do at the very, with the very lightest touch because he's a Democrat.
1: Because if they do it with truth, it would hurt. Yeah. But it would hurt Joe Biden too much. So they won't do it with truth, which is where the root of all comedy is, is truth. Right. And, and, and I was just thinking, as you were saying that, what four years has brought or four and a half years has brought. You remember that, the, the, the. One right after the election, Mm -hmm. the Saturday Night Live right after the election, they had Chris Rock on, they had a couple other people. They were sitting at that party, and like they were talking (laughs) about why Trump won, and like the two black two African American guys like completely understood
0: it, and everybody else was
1: like, "What?" Like all the liberals were just getting it. (laughs) Yeah, like they did that then. They Mm. wouldn't do that today.
0: Yeah, we've gone. It's been we've definitely gone the wrong direction here. I think over the past you know four to eight years, this is a mess I mean and it 's interesting because Trump ate up all the media coverage right when he was in office he 'd tweet something and everyone would flock to it and it would be every all coverage all the time it 's gone from a guy who intentionally, and and Trump would, I think, admit this, he wanted that attention. He was constantly out there trying to grab it, where in the opposite, you have Joe Biden, where they're intentionally hiding him. They're doing everything they can to suck out the presidency from our news cycle. They don't want us to know that Joe Biden's president. They'd rather we forgot. They're going to keep passing these bills. They're going to keep doing these big things, but they're going to do it sort of behind this, like, oh, he's just, he's not a big loudmouth. You're not going to hear from him that often. And I think it's a good strategy, honestly, uh, from from the Democrats. But this is really starting to hurt cable news, which is at least somewhat comical.
1: Yeah, I mean, cable news loved Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. The reason CNN helped make Donald Trump in those primaries because they knew that Donald Trump sold ad space. Yeah. And they are tanking, Fox is tanking, MSNBC is tanking compared to where they are because people, Trump was the news. You know, you could have 10 stories a day on Trump tweeted this, Trump tweeted that, or Trump did this, Trump did that. And I think Trump came from the old adage that all press is good press. Right. As long as they're talking about you. Yep. You know, you aren't going away. And I think that's what kills him without his own social without social media. And he's getting it back because he's starting his own social media company. And we'll see what that is. I get the um, I don't know if you get the press releases now, but I get the press releases from from the office of the former president. Right. And they're like they're literally almost all like one hundred, two hundred and forty characters. Yeah. Like, two hundred and eighty yeah. characters. Like they're still, like tweets. he's office, tweeting yeah. to the press. Yeah. And the press is starting to kind of pick up on it and they're <laughs> starting to do it because they need Trump. They need that that back and forth, they want Donald Trump to run again in 2024.
0: Oh, there's no, they want, him, they want him to lose. Yes. But they definitely want him to run again. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because I, I haven't understood this uh, approach from Trump in, in the way that he, if he wants to communicate with the people, there's no reason he can't do it. These press releases all get read and, and repeated and then posted on Twitter anyway by 100,000 accounts. It's like yeah. he's not off Twitter. He doesn't might not have the account, but anything he tw- anything he wants to tweet, he can just tweet. He just has to do it in an indirect way. And uh, I, I guess this is the reason he hasn't been doing it and that he's got something else planned.
1: Exactly. He I, I, His social media company is probably going to have a million to two million users on day one. Yeah, as soon as he starts tweeting, because people are going to want to go and they're going to want to sign up. And you know, we'll see if tech companies try to take it down if it gets to get an app in the app store. But I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't really need an app. You can just go on the website. I get you know, yeah. my bank all the time was like, how come you don't have our app? I'm like, because I can get on your website on my <laughs> mobile browser. I don't right. need a dedicated app to do it. Yeah. Um, well, so and that's the thing. Think...
0: I think too with 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 the way he, it's funny. Like the media would tell you. He shouldn't be on Twitter because he's inspiring all these people to hate and and all of his messages are pointing that direction. Right.
1: Right.
0: Okay, that's ridiculous to me, but okay. If that's true, however, you shouldn't be posting every one of his his messages that he posts from his place in, in West Palm Beach. Right. Like you're just taking his messages and putting them on Twitter. It's the exact same thing. It absolutely is. They can't they, help themselves. Though. They're addicted is. to this guy. They are. They are. They had. They had a taste of the sweet medicine, and now they cannot stop uh, injecting it into their veins. You're absolutely right. And they. They. they it, a lot of the stuff's gone. Right. Like
1: you'll remember that CNN every moment had the corona, like the, the Trump death count, mm-hmm. the coronavirus. Yeah, death oh, count. Yeah. Trump's gone. That's up like twice a day. Now that was on 24 hours <laughs> yep. a day. So that was up. I think even when commercials are running, you know, how like were, while, like, yeah. like some that. of those sporting events, like they'll, they'll just put the commercials <laughs> yes. like, on the side. I think like that was happening. Yeah. They need Donald Trump. The media needs Donald Trump. They won't admit it, but they absolutely need him because it means money for the media.
0: It's very, very true. Uh, and I don't think it's going to stop. I, I think there's a very small chance that Donald Trump um, says he is not running until the very last minute. So even if he's not gonna run, even if he knows right now he's not gonna run, he's gonna keep this thing alive all the way to like year three and a half uh, or so, with the possibility of jumping in if you don't select my guy or whatever it will be, Uh, He's going to keep that going, and the media is going to be feasting off of it. We're just the very beginning of that, I think. So lots to come. Rob Eno, he's the media critic right here at Blaze TV. Of course, also, our merch uh, extraordinaire, uh, responsible for fabulous Andrew Cuomo's Awful Mugs. You can get them, of course, at uh, StuDoesMerch.com, along with many other great items. The pen is back in stock. Buy the pen. Buy the pen. I don't want to have bought too many, so no. buy the pen. Buy the pen. Don't make us look like idiots. Buy the pen. Uh, Nancy Pelosi sucks. I think you believe pen. that. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely true. The Nancy Pelosi sucks uh, pen. You can get it at NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. Rob Eno, thanks for coming on, man.
1: Excellent. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. Back in a second. So every year Christmas comes around and you have that kind of period with your I have little kids, and they're really excited about it. We have the big, you know, Christmas uh, unveiling of all the presents, the unwrapping, they go crazy. you know, all the sugar's there, there's cookies, there's candies. all that's going on. And that is one of the reasons why. Um, a couple of days after Christmas, usually you know, a little bit closer to New Year's, a few friends and I have a, a traditional annual sort of New Year's Eve ish trip somewhere for a couple nights. Uh, just, you know, a couple guy guys, guys hang out, little guys trip. And uh, the most common location for this trip to escape the madness of the holiday season has been Miami over the years. We've gone there a few times. Um, and the reason for that's pretty obvious. Right. It's cold everywhere else. Even in Texas, it's pretty cold by then. And so you get to go to Miami, it's like the one warm place. Plus, you know, there's still usually stuff to do. You can kind of eat outdoors, you can do all the things. Now this is back when eating outdoors was really appealing because you didn't do it all the time. Now all we do is eat outdoors. So I don't know if anyone was gonna wanna do it after this. But it's it's a fun trip. And we're used to kind of going down. You go down to uh, Miami Beach, and it's very crowded. Uh, I was there for New Year's this past year, and we were on like a roof deck, and the roof deck it was, you know, very crowded even in in COVID times. And the wind is whipping through like 165 miles an hour. Uh, We were like in the middle of a hurricane. Uh, I tell you all of this to tell you that Miami Beach, we're not the only ones who realize this. Apparently what's happening now is spring break has developed from what it used to be, which was a bunch of college kids escaping to like Daytona beach or Miami beach or whatever it was to drink ridiculous amounts of alcohol and become idiots Uh, that has now developed into adults doing this because they haven't been able to go anywhere for a year. The only place that's really open is Florida, at least that's what the media would tell you, though there are plenty of other places. But Miami's still kind of prime time, right? We're we're talking temperatures can get into the 90s this time of year. People are going down. They want to enjoy the beach. They want to enjoy big crowds. Apparently Miami Beach is not wanting that. Now Miami Beach is kind of different from Miami. It's it's not, it's not, it's totally different vibe uh, than Miami, Miami. Uh, and Miami Beach has like this uh, is really like there's just huge areas where people congregate. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on down there. Um, apparently too much stuff right now. They're freaking out because of covid. Now, I've told you this before. I've told you this going back to March of 2020, probably that basically you should be comfortable doing anything outdoors. I'm not the type of person that's going to tell you that COVID does nothing or that no one's died from it or that we just could have just eaten, you know, I don't know, Flintstones vitamins and everything would have gone away. It is a serious thing. We've had a a really terrible time over the past years. But I will tell you this, even The New York Times acknowledges there have been literally zero super spreader events that have occurred outside globally, zero The only time they have any uh, uh, record of outdoor transmission of COVID-19 is in very close conversation. Now, sure, in a big enough crowd, sometimes that can happen. Let's say you're protesting um, the death of someone uh, who you just learned about two days ago, and you're now saying uh, it's a continuation of the uh, genocide against a particular race, and you're screaming and chanting outdoors in close contact. That could lead potentially to transmission, but it is very unlikely. It is not unlikely. A common way that this is actually passed. So it is odd that Miami Beach found it so disturbing that people were gathering on the beach that they decided to shoot pepper balls into spring break crowds to enforce their emergency curfew. Now, the way they did this emergency curfew was they got so freaked out about people congregating uh, by the beach that they just kind of announced it during the day at like four o'clock. And then by eight o'clock, everyone was supposed to be off the beach. Well, shockingly, people didn't hear it or or know that was happening. Whether they would have listened or not is a whole nother story. But you know, there's a big problem there, right? Like they're all, they're all out. They're not going to listen to your stupid curfew, especially when you announce it only a few hours in advance. So for whatever reason, the police thought it was a good idea to start shooting pepper balls, which are kind of like in between rubber bullets and pepper spray, right? You're getting kind of the best of both worlds uh, there. So that happened uh, down in Miami Beach. They do expect less people to start showing up while this curfew is going on, but they think it might extend for a few weeks, which really is bonkers. I, like I, I am somewhat sympathetic to the idea that during a pandemic, we all understand that we would, we would restrict some of our activities. I never like it coming from the government, as you probably know, but I think we all acted a little bit differently. Maybe we all washed our hands a little bit more. I've seen you before. You never wash your hands and, and and so you probably did it this year. Uh, Not talking to you, I'm talking to to you. Yeah, you, Um, but, you know, we all did the things we all, you know, we, we all took some steps. We probably all traveled less. We all did things that were a little bit out of the ordinary over the past year. That is something we can all live with. Um, but they've done such a bad job at opening these uh, these rules up and doing them in, 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 a, in a smart and, and, and in, a, in a sympathetic way to people who've been inside for a year to sit here and just scream at people and say, don't go out because, uh, you know, you just got to turn your life off for, for 12 months. It's not really a sensible thing for people to do. You're asking a hell of a lot, especially if you're not in a danger uh, area. If you're in one of these areas where, you know, you're 80 years old, you might be a little a lot more sympathetic to stay inside. And that's a really smart thing to do. Stay inside, away from people. I understand that. Um, But, you know, think about, you know, someone coming out of college, a 21 year old, 22 year old who wants to go out and live their lives. They've only been an adult for like 10 minutes. And now you're telling them this whole year they can't do anything. I mean, it's an almost impossible ask. Uh, and they've, they've acted as if it's so obvious and everyone just you know press the science button and everyone will just kind of realize that it's the right way to go. It's not the right way to go, uh, if particularly outside, because the science doesn't even support these restrictions. It does not support these restrictions outdoors in any way. And hopefully that's going to be uh, really done and gone soon. I know the uh, Texas Rangers um, they their tickets went on sale today for uh, the I think the month of April. And they are uh, opening up with 100 percent capacity. There might be a section or two that they have uh, kind of cordoned off for people who really want the social distancing feel. Maybe they're in a a vulnerable group, uh, which I think is a smart thing for them to do. But generally speaking, they're opening up everything uh, and it's going to be kind of kind of cool to be able to go back to to a game with a real crowd. I mean, I've been to a few sporting events this past year, uh, you know, Super Bowl, the World Series, like these big things that are going on, but with really minimized crowds. And you do lose something. You certainly lose it watching it on TV. You lose it there, too. And I'd be happy to see this kind of return. Outdoor activities, almost exclusively safe. A great thing to encourage, not discourage. We've been harping on that for a freaking year. And obviously, they're never going to listen. But hopefully, uh, this is just going to go down. These numbers are going to get low enough that we don't have to hear about it anymore. A couple other things. Um, We just got $1.9 trillion in spending from the Democrats for this COVID bill, where like a good 10% of it was actually COVID-related. That I thought was a nice touch. Instead of just making it 0%, they could have just made it 0% COVID-related. Instead, they gave you like 9 or 10%. Maybe if you really want to give them the benefit of the doubt, you can get to 30 or 40% of the bill was COVID-related, but that's really, really being generous. Uh, so, and you might think, wow, $1.9 trillion, what are they even gonna, how are they even going to spend that much money? If you remember the documentary Brewster's Millions, he had to spend 30 million dollars in 30 days to get his actual inheritance of 300 million dollars. And it was difficult for him to spend 30 million dollars in 30 days would not be a good movie today. I will say that some people would say it was not a good movie back then, but I disagree strongly with those people. But that would not be a good movie today because anybody could spend 30 million dollars in 30 days. Now, the government does it in like 10 seconds. So they just got one point nine trillion dollars. Today, new article. Elizabeth Warren and AOC want to spend five hundred billion dollars in green infrastructure spending. Five hundred billion. You think that's a lot? This is from, I believe, is it the Wall Street Journal or the Washington or the New York uh, Times? I can't remember. I think it might be the New York Times. Biden team preparing up to three trillion dollars in new spending for the economy. A pair of proposals would invest in infrastructure, education, workforce development, and fighting climate change with the aim of making the economy more productive. 1.9 trillion, 500 billion, and then another 3 trillion. Now there might be some overlap in those last two numbers, but the bottom line is we are talking about a freaking fortune, a fortune. And to get this stuff through they'd have to kill the filibuster which is why they're laying the groundwork for that they're all over tv telling people they're gonna they're gonna find a way around the filibuster uh issues uh because those are just issues sure they promise not to do it blah 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 they need their trillions they're going to get their trillions and i don't know how anyone's going to stop them at this point because they don't care uh, about spending money in fact They love to do it. They don't see any downside to it. And they're going to spend trillion after trillion after trillion until somebody steps up and stops them, likely in 2022. But by then, we'll have trillions of dollars spent before the election could even take place. Back in a second. So I got an order of a Brooker's Founding Flavors ice cream uh, recently, and uh, I think it was forget, six pints in the mail, included the uh, Guns of Boston flavor, which is uh, the one of their March m- month of March flavors. It has oatmeal, uh, Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies in it. Oh my gosh, is it delicious? I can't even describe how good it is. And they have the Shamrock Smash, which is their uh, St. Patrick's Day flavor. Got the Oreo cookies, uh, mint Oreos dipped in fudge that are inside of it. Uh, I got I got a great video of... <laughs> of going into the Shamrock Smash ice cream and pulling out a chunk of Oreo. It was like bigger than a normal Oreo cookie. It was so much Oreo in just one bite. It has chocolate chip brownies in it and Andy's mints and it's, ah, oh, this ice cream is incredible. You can go to the grocery store, you can get some store brand ice cream. You can even go, yeah, I'm gonna go super premium and get like Ben and Jerry's or something. None of these things touch Brooker's Founding Flavors. It's gonna be a little more expensive. You gotta order it, they gotta ship it and everything. It comes in like dry ice and everything. So they do a really good job doing that. But the bottom line is they're they're top of the line ingredients and you notice the difference in a big way. This is a fantastic present for someone who loves ice cream. Uh, It's also a great present for, you know, you brookersicecream.com brookersicecream.com these guys are fantastic they do an awesome job they have tons of flavors and they're all ridiculously good click on the ship nationwide tab to ship it to you or someone you actually care about brookersicecream.com click ship nationwide brookersicecream.com All right. We are kind of in a slow period of Cuomo mania 2021 as we're trying to figure out whether he's going to resign or not. He's kind of in this this static phase of waiting for this investigation to come uh, through to basically tell him whether he has a lifeline or not. Now, Cuomo uh, has reportedly been trying to interfere with the investigation. He's being accused of that of one of the attorneys of the accusers. So that is going on right now. We'll monitor that for you. There was a new poll done of Democrats nationwide. So not just New York voters, nationwide Democrats. They overwhelmingly wanted, uh, at least a plurality of them, wanted uh, Andrew Cuomo to resign 44 to 25. So a 19 point margin there. 44% saying yes, he should resign. Only 25% of Democrats saying he should not resign. That's not a good number. That's not a good number for Andrew Cuomo. Who, by the way, it's awful dot com. Uh, Also, um, Quinnipiac had a poll, had 49 percent of uh, New Yorkers saying they wanted Andrew Cuomo to stay in office. Forty three percent saying they wanted him to resign. Um, Now, Cuomo had a has a favorability number right now at thirty nine percent. That's not good. It's not good. Well, so his favorite, his job approval was 39 uh, percent. His favorability was 33. So again, there's a few people in there like, yeah, I guess he's doing a good job, but I still hate him. He is awful. And then they said Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot um, If you kind of, one thing you need to remember, of course, is that Andrew Cuomo doesn't need to step down, even if his approval rating goes to like zero. Uh, Harry Anton wrote for CNN uh, that basically it's all about the voters, and right now Cuomo's support for a resigning candidate is relatively high. Uh, so if you think about um, uh, you know, Richard Nixon, when he wound up resigning, his approval rating overall in the nation was 24%. Uh, Rod Blaglojevich is one that I've talked about before here. He held on to the bitter end, but he was in the single digits with his approval rating when he uh, wound up having to leave. One of the interesting things uh, Harry Anton puts together here is that, uh, the New York numbers. Um, if you remember, Elliot Spitzer did resign Uh, his approval rating was only, actually 65% of Democrats wanted him to resign at that point. Remember that equivalent number for uh, Cuomo is 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 much less uh, in the 40s. Um, and then uh, David Patterson, the person who took over for Spitzer, he had his own scandals. They wanted him to resign, too. But his ratings were actually worse than Cuomo's. And he did not resign. So as of right now, we're kind of in this middle ground. I think if this report comes out really badly, he's probably toast. Uh, if not, he'll hang on and he's going to hang on for dear life with any sort of justification he can muster. That's because Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Thanks for hanging out till the end of the show. You're one of the cool kids if you've lasted this long. Thank you for being part of the Cool Kids Club. Click like uh, right now on this video if you don't mind. Also, go to my Instagram page. Uh, you know, my wife still has more followers than me. I don't like it. Frankly, it's not fair. Why, why don't I have more than her? That would be fair. Uh, go to Stu Does America and follow me there uh, for updates. Also, if you link the, click the link in the bio, you get all the stuff that you need uh, as far as social media and such. Uh, before we leave uh, tonight... I want to tell you about a brand new series in Germany, television series. Now, you've heard this before. Germans love David Hasselhoff. I think was it Norm MacDonald that used to say that all the time. I remember that being on like Saturday Night Live for a while. Germans love David Hasselhoff. Well, now there's a new series about David Hasselhoff in Germany starring David Hasselhoff. Where David Hasselhoff plays David Hasselhoff in a series about David Hasselhoff in the country that loves David Hasselhoff. That is, I was gonna say that is America, but that is Germany. I, you know, I would say, Germany, not necessarily the nation you want to fall in love with you. I just feel like they've loved a lot of real, weird things over the years. But congratulations to David Hasselhoff. Don't forget, we have you, uh, the, uh, the, the shirt that I didn't think was going to have a life anymore after the debates. Who built the cages? Uh, with all the crap going on, on the border, people might want to answer that question.